discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. You know, there are those who, after service, who joke with the message that was preached. Uh, after the service, hey, in India, so for no Gangolazan bow. Yeah. You always want to be seen as the funny guy. As the one who passes jokes all the time, jesting unnecessarily. It's in the Bible. Roman, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. Look at Ephesians 5, 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or, or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saint. Verse 4. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Instead of joking with the message, See, you're better spiritually minded. <laughs> you're better spiritually minded. I tell you, you see, I'm not joking. You're spiritually minded. Hey, who better spiritually minded than that? And then you are, you are playing. You have aborted all the things I was said. Everything. You go for a long time, long time, long time. Years and years and years and years. You keep aborting the word of God with your foolish talking. Your jesting, he says, they are not convenient. They are not convenient for you. Yeah. Joke with everything. You never become serious with God's word, ever. That I'm going to sit there and meditate on the word of God because I know that as I meditate, meditation is what brings me good success. Meditation, that's what the Bible says. It says, as you meditate, good success. You shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. That's what the Bible says. Hmm. Meditation, I'm okay. Uh, every day, I'm going to meditate. <laughs> yeah, meditate. <laughs> you will go for a long time. Daddy, correct us. Yeah. You see, I'm preaching to everybody in our church. Everybody will listen to this. Yeah. You will go for a long time. You wonder why things are being postponed. Don't think you are young. Go. Don't think you are young. Go to Nigeria. Do you know how old Sinatch is? Sinatch, is, Sinatch turned 48 last week or so. 48. That means 10 years ago she was 38. 20 years ago she was 28. When did you start hearing about Sinatch? 15 years ago. So 15 years ago, how old was she? About 33. How old are you? She was on an international stage. 30, 31, 32, 33. Ada is 36. How long has it been since you started hearing of Ada 
Ada, mama, don't come. Mama. How long has it been since you had head of Ada? It's been around 8 to 10 years. It was around 24, 25 when she started shining. You, you are joking with the word. Because you think that, oh, I'm just 28. Your mama is watching you. You are just 28. Who told you, who told you you are just 28? So it's, it's just 28. Before you realize, your life is gone. You have passed 40. You have passed 50. And it's finished. Your destiny of living the good life is not coming. Because you were joking with the word of God throughout many years. Saying that you are young. <laughs> you will never grow. You will never grow. You never take God seriously. One. Because every time the word of God comes, you receive it on a carnal level. And these things that they are saying, we don't, we are not seeing anything. We're not seeing it. Nothing, nothing will happen to. Yeah. Watch me, I'll prosper. You, you'll be shocked. You think I'm, I'm prosperous? You are joking. I'm not coming to take God, God, God seriously. I'm not taking God seriously. I'm not coming to take God seriously. You will see. You may be shy to even come close to me. Not because I don't want to. You will be shy because it's like, hey, I knew Pastor T at this corner, but now, look how I can't. You can't come close. Yeah, because the material for change, you know. You, you think that is nothing. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Being carnally minded. You must be spiritually minded. Take God's word seriously. It's not something to joke with. It's not something to play with. If you read concerning David, okay? David was someone who had a spiritual mind. The reason why David was what he was was because of his spiritual mindedness. He had great spiritual understanding. Take his very first experience with people in the open. When he killed Goliath, how did he kill Goliath? He killed Goliath with a stone, isn't it? Why did he kill Goliath with a stone? Because everyone, it was in the law of Moses. In Leviticus, look at Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 24, verse 15. He, was into, he had gotten to know, and he had taken it seriously. He didn't think it was a joke. It was a, it was a big thing. Leviticus 24, 15. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Whosoever curseth his God shall bear his sin. Next verse. And he that blasphemeth the name of the Lord, the one who blasphemes the name of the Lord, he shall surely be put to death, and all the congregation shall certainly stone him. As well as a stranger. As he that is born in the land, when he blasphemes the name of the Lord, shall be put to death. Anyone who blasphemes the Lord, the way to killing the person is by stoning. And Goliath came to battle blaspheming the name of the Lord. Every Israelite was a joker. They were all carnally minded, including Saul. They were all carnally minded. They were looking at him in his stature, in his strength. They were just looking at physical things. Said so the guy is too big. The opposite is when. So uh, Goliath came and spoke. Everybody ran into holes. And David was wondering, what is going on? This guy is blaspheming God. He's blaspheming against God. What should we do? We must stone him to death. So when he was going, he picked five smooth stones. Because that is how to kill the one who blasphemes against God. You see, clearly, he was not joking with the word of God. He wasn't. Saul died because he joked with the word of God. That's why Saul died. Saul died because he was a joker with the word. He was carnally minded. Everything he did was done naturally with natural things. Looking at natural things. Not everything he did 
Natural. He was looking, always considering natural things. If I put this and this one together, we can have this. Saul was always counting the number of soldiers. Always. Because he always thought that his ability was in the number of soldiers he was fighting, fighting with. If he had 200,000, his confidence was in the 200,000. But David never fought, fought a war like that. Yeah. He went for all the skills. The Bible says every strong man that he found, Saul recruited him. Because he wanted his army to be strong physically. He had forgotten about God. He had forgotten completely about God. And that's where a lot of children of God are. They've forgotten, they've forgotten that God exists. The God who calls things that be not as though they were is sitting inside you. The day you, you take him seriously, he calls things that be not as though they were. That one million dollars you need will come. You see, God told me one day, about four years ago, God told me, stop talking in CDs. Start talking in dollars. I told you. Yeah. don't know which group I told. I've said it so many times. Yes. God told me, start talking in dollars. Recently, someone mentioned, I was going to buy something, and he mentioned $85,000. I was not shaking. I was not moved. And I was surprised. You get it? Yeah. I was surprised. This was about a month ago. They mentioned $85,000. And I said, it's a good deal. We'll buy it. When I turned and I was going, some joy filled my heart. I was wondering what it was. Then God told me, have you seen that now you have climbed up? I said, oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know I'd climbed up like that. Yeah. If you keep talking in a certain way, if we don't know what to, Ghana, there's no money. We are looking at Ghana. Lot looked at the land. Lot looked at, Lot, Lot was carnally minded. He chose the green path. He chose Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't know that Sodom and Gomorrah would be destroyed was going to be destroyed. He just moved to the place where destruction was coming. You know how he ended up? He ended up in a cave. He was a child of God. The Bible calls him righteous lots. That's how the Bible calls lots. Righteous lots vexed his soul with the things he saw and the things he heard. Yes. Abraham was not like that. Abraham was functioning with God. Functioning with God. Ready for anything that God would say. Abraham was so spiritually minded when he saw those three men, he knew that it was God. Yeah, he knew he could he entertained them. He brought them to his house. Yeah. When David got there, he took five smooth stones because he heard that Goliath had four other brothers. There were five. One stone for each giant. Wow. Yes, there were five of them. So he took five smooth stones, one for everyone. So that what he was throwing, it was not... Look at the things he said. I don't know if you are interested. He told him, you are blaspheming against God. Look at 1 Samuel 17, 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. You have defied him. You will see. Today. Next verse. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. It is certain. He will deliver. Who are you? And I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. He didn't have a sword in his hand. He said, I will take your head from you. You are speaking in faith. And take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the earth. And to the wild beasts of the earth. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Everybody will know that there is a God in Israel. You will see chopped off his head. 
with his own sword, with Saul's own, uh, with Goliath's own sword. Yeah. Spiritual mindedness. It will give you victories. You'll be shocked. It will make your reactions the reactions of God, not the reactions of a man. Like when you see something, yeah, there are several times I've had certain strange pains in my body. Clearly, something strange is going on. But I don't say, eh, I don't know. Me weeny. Have you seen that Vodafone advert? Uh, Vodafone helpline, I think. I think they were advertising. The guy said, May the way she win my show. He has become a herbalist. The blood of Jesus and the body of Christ is good enough medicine. You can say you are not well. You go to the hospital eh? and they'll put water on you. Yeah. You know drip. There's nothing in drip. Drip is what you never knew. Water with salt, eh? Yes. Water with a pinch of salt. You can do it in your home. I tell you. Is it true? A BC and C trains you some are sugar. Yeah. But then, the fact that you have seen the drip with the wire entering your veins, you become fine. You just become fine. You are just there. Ah! I'm getting well. Your mind. Your mind is producing a certain kind of result. Yeah, some people will say, I want injection. It is injection that makes me fine. When I'm sick, they must give me injection. So you go, they inject you placebo or painkiller. They just inject you painkiller. Paracetamol. Near the wall. Doctor. My fine. I say everything. I can feel. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm fine now. It's a very big shock. Yeah, your mind is ruling you. It's determining a lot of things about you. Wow. Let's compare Saul and David. And then we'll close, okay? In Second Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. Second Samuel 3, 1. The Bible mentions something very remarkable. It lets you know the difference between being carnally minded and being spiritually minded. Saul was a carnally minded man. He says, now there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. There's always war between the carnal and the spiritual. There's always enmity. Galatians chapter, chapter 5, right? She says that the flesh is always fighting against the spirit. And the spirit is always fighting against the flesh. There's always war. Then, if you read, uh, uh, where is it found? It just, the scripture just left my mind. Romans what? Verse what? It's enmity against God. Because it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can it be. It's always fighting against God. Hallelujah. He says, now there was a long war, long war between the house of Saul, that represents Hanau. I was going to mention the one in Galatians concerning Ishmael and Isaac, how that the, the one born of the flesh fought against the one of the spirit. Isaac was born of the spirit. Ishmael was fighting against Isaac. It's always like that. The, the fight we have in life as Christians is a fight to keep our minds normal and prevent us from being spiritual in any way, thinking spiritually. 
like having you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about spiritual understanding. Like when you're praying, you know what you are doing. You don't just pray, spend hours in prayer for nothing. You get it. You can come for another night. Molaba, shabalaba. You feel that it's just engaging the prayer meeting that makes something happen. It's not true. When you start thinking and understanding the fact that this prayer I'm praying is changing things, then things will change. If you don't think it's changing anything, it's like we are worrying you. Kalaba, shabalaba, laba. When you are sleeping, the pastor comes and says, Wake up, wake up. Uh, so the next time you don't even show up when they say come for the one night eh? come for what no 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 no. you ain't seeing me nowhere yeah the Bible says the entrance of thy word giveth light some of us don't know why we even come to church that's why people are fighting with you. You come board can come on you. We have to come and bring you by a bus. You 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 see if if it's like that for a month or two, it's fine. But after a month or two, you must change. You must change. You must decide to be in the house of God on your own. If you have not changed, you are there's something wrong with you. You don't know why you are doing what you are doing. You must stop. Stop coming. You see me, I'll say it. You get it, yeah. I told those in, I told those in the house. If someone after you, 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 you are, we are bringing church, you want us to pay the money. You are joking. When you are going to school, who was paying for you to go to school? Was your lecturer paying for you to come to school? What do you mean? No, 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 no. There's something wrong with you. You clearly don't understand. After one, two months of coming to church, you clearly don't understand what you are getting. Get out. We don't want to go. Go. When you go around for twenty years. And you realize that you need Jesus Christ. And you need his word. Then you come back. Yeah. How many of you have had the clothes you are wearing? The, the company you bought the clothes from? Or the market you bought it from? The market people chasing you to come and buy another one? Do they chase you to come and buy another one? Why? When you wear it and you see that it's quality, you go back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nobody follows up on anybody. No yeah. business follows up on anybody. Yeah. Maybe pharmacists do, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. If you buy a perfume from a certain shop and the perfume is nice, when it gets finished, you go back. You will go back because you need it. Yeah, you need it. The boss does not beg you to come to work. He doesn't give you money to come to work. Yeah, two months without pay. But you are going. Because you hope that one day it will rain in your account. One day it will rain. Uh, do you like my message? So that place where the spiritual encounters that will change your life. Listen, there's a place anointed by God for your destiny to be to be unveiled. There's always a place. God gave them a place. The same thing happens in the New Testament. He says, "Don't give your offering anywhere. Bring it to this place where Jacob lay and had visions of God and heaven." Of a ladder coming down with angels going up, up and down. It's the same place where they built the temple of God. Same place. It's the same place where Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. Same place. Same place. It's the same place David bought. Yeah. That land. To build the temple of God. Same place. So if God says, be here. Don't say let, that they should bring the church to my house. No, he said be here. Yeah. Which school did you go to in your house? 
they brought the school to your house. No, the school is somewhere. You have to move. Even if you do online, there's a time where you have to go to the school. You have to be there. Is it true? It's only in the house of God that church members want to be to be treated in a certain way. Go to Nigeria. You see, the reason why the Nigerian churches are wild is because the, the members know. Nigeria is very wild. If you like, don't take God seriously. Your head will vanish. And if your head does not vanish, your children's head will vanish. Something will happen. You'll be shocked. Yeah. When an ever eh, gets born again, they are really born again. Yeah. If you like, don't take God seriously. Your auntie will do, hey! You are now born again. You say what? You are living? Kuyaba, Kuyaba. Gamalin 20. You will see. You will see. You will know. Yeah. People around, they are just taking God for granted. Yes. They don't want to, they don't want to move. They don't want to do anything. Go to, go to Canaan land. Go to Canaan. Listen. Canaan land is three and a half hours to four hours away from Lagos. And there's no church, Winners Chapel Church in, in Lagos. God told them, close everything. Everybody should go to Canaan land. At dawn, 4 a.m., people are in buses going to Canaan land from Lagos. Everybody travels to church. And everybody goes. On Sunday morning, they can have 400 to 500,000 human beings coming from Lagos to the place. 400,000. If you like, don't put your head under something that will secure your life. You'll be shocked. A whole bus in Lagos, a whole bus can be kidnapped. Everybody's dead. They kidnap the whole bus. Do you understand? Like you start in a bus to go to Kumasi, never arrives in Kumasi. You end up in some place and they behead everybody. And the government does not see anything about it. Nothing happens. Everybody's flowing. You are like a sheep. You were killed for soup. It's finished. Who goes to court over a sheep being killed? Nobody. In Nigeria, nobody goes to anywhere that human beings have been killed. Yes. So if you like, don't take the God you say you have believed seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab a stone. Bayaba. Your head will vanish. You'll be shocked. Yeah. And gradually it is coming to Ghana. It's coming to Ghana gradually. Nigerians are coming in. Oh, there are so many Nigerians in our church. They are lovely people. That's not what I'm talking about. But Ghana follows Nigeria. Do you get it? Ghana is several years behind Nigeria in everything. In everything. That's the truth. The earlier you believe it, the better. <laughs> so whatever the experience, we also experience with time. Yes, everything. So it's coming gradually. Yeah. It's because people take God so seriously, eh? That one guy gave a testimony. The arrest, they picked up his bus. He sat in a car to go somewhere and the whole bus was kidnapped. And he was wearing, he had, uh, no, he had a, 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 a sticker of the church in his pocket. Like, uh, they normally share announcements on pamphlets and it was in his pocket. Okay? They were beheading everybody. They beheaded, beheaded, beheaded. When he got to his point, when he got there and he knelt down there, the flyer fell down. When the flyer fell down, Bishop Oedipo started talking from the flyer. Leave my son alone or die. Leave my son alone or die. That was the end. Everybody moved. Everybody, Charlie, go home. Go. That was how he escaped. If you like, don't take God seriously. Do you think it was Bishop Oedipo's prayer? No. It's a guy's faith. 
It's his faith in God and where God has placed him. He's not joking with it. We don't want to come. We are coming to church. You don't have spiritual understanding. You are carnal. That's why you're behaving like that. When your trouble comes, it may be too late. It may be too late. Start taking God and his house seriously now. Now, don't wait. Don't wait. It pains me when we have to convey you all the time. We have to bring you, do this. We have to, we have to beg you. Are you coming to church? You are swerving. They are jumping here. You are doing this. You are doing that. You don't know what you are missing out on. Your life is going off like this. And God is crying and weeping for you. You are insulting him. My friend, get out. Want to enjoy life, I say what? That's one last enjoyment will be the last of your life. You'll be shocked. You'll be surprised. Now, there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. That's what is happening in your life. Your carnality is going weaker and weaker. And your spirituality is increasing more and more. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. You have understanding. Spiritual understanding. Spiritual mindedness. You are not carnally minded in Jesus name. I'm prophesying to you. I thought you would receive it. Yeah. You see if you don't have a, if you don't have a spirit. If you are not spiritually minded. When they are saying some words over you. It's like. Oh it's just worse. Uh huh. Do you know how Jacob left his father's house? Jacob left Isaac's house with a staff in his hand and a bottle of water. That was how he left his house. His father's house. He had to run away because he had stolen blessings and he was running away. Why did they fight over West? The blessings was not a, a, a box. Take the box. Treasure box. That's a blessing. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Words. Isaac smelled him and he said, The smell of my son is the smell. It's like the smell of what? The field, the field which the Lord has blessed. And he started blessing him. He blessed him with words. He just spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke. You shall be nations. This just spoke. That was it. When Esau came, Esau was carnal. Esau joked with those things. When he came and realized that he had lost it, he said, say something. The father said, it's only cases that are left. He said, don't worry, give it to me. Yeah. The Bible says that he sought repentance with tears, but he could not find a place for it. It's the same now. It's in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 12. It says, don't make a mistake of missing some things because you can never, there are things you miss in the spirit, you never recover them. It's the truth. That one service that you missed may have been one. Something would have been said that, that would have changed your life forever. But you missed it. You will not hear it on the tape. Life is spiritual. You will hear it on the message. It's playing on podcast. But at that time, you will not hear it. Because you missed it. The influence of the spirit is different. Completely. Completely. Yeah. You may be doing something and you miss it. And you never listen to it until after 40 years. So let's look at Saul and David's life, okay? Yes, Can we look at it briefly and then we'll close? Yes, so Saul was, Saul, Saul was a man who was carnally minded. And David was a man who was spiritually minded. Let's look at some of the, the things that Saul did that made him carnally minded. The first one that I've written here. There are several, actually. You can do a thorough compar- comparative study between David and Saul and you see their difference. Okay? Number one, Saul moved by what people said. Saul moved by what people said. And that made him carnal. 
He never moved by what God said. He always moved by what people said. Saul made serious decisions, damning decisions because of what a human being said. Hey! But David never followed what people said. That was David always followed what God said. People will say something and you compare it to what God has said. Is this what God has said? If it's not what God has said, I don't like it. Go away. But Saul would listen to what people would say. You can have Christians who are functioning by what their friends are saying. This is what is in vogue. If you, if you wear the dress like this, you attract this kind of person. And then you two, you are happy. Yeah. It's a new-ish. Life is about having what? A rich boyfriend. Life is about having a rich boyfriend. Wow. What a shock. Yeah. What else do they say? Bone straight. Bone straight is tired. So let's look at something that Saul did. Something very sensitive. What Saul did there, this particular thing that Saul did there, it's very serious, but he did it. Why did he do it? Because someone said something. First Samuel chapter 24. First Samuel chapter 22 from verse 17. First Samuel 22 from verse 17. Now, David had gone to the house of the Lord and had met the priest called Abiathar. And Abiathar had given him bread and all of that. And then he asked for a sword and he gave him the sword of Goliath. Okay? That was all Abiathar knew. And then David, David said, Saul has sent me on, a, on, a, on an errand. I didn't take a sword, so I need a sword. That was it. He took a sword and left. He ate some food and left. Whilst he was... Abiathar was giving all these things to David. Was it Abiathar? It was Ahimelech, right? His father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whilst all these, these things were going, a certain young man called Doeg was standing by praying. He, he, he had some sacrifices to make, so he was doing it in the temple. And he was seeing all that was going on. Then he left. At that time, David was running away from Saul. Saul was chasing him. And Doeg went back to Saul. And Saul told Saul that this guy is at this place. When he came, David had left. And Saul was lamenting and saying that, who are those who are telling David that I'm chasing him, that I'm coming for him, and he's always running away from me. So this is Saul talking, okay? Are you here? Yeah. Let's read from verse 7. Then says Saul unto his servants that stood about him, Here now, ye Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields? He was angry. The son of, ben- the son of Jesse is David. Will he give you fields and vineyards and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds? He's not going to, I'm going to do that for you. Next verse. That all of you have conspired against me and there's none that showed me that, that my son has made a league with the son of Jesse because Jonathan had made a league with, with David. And there's none of you that is sorry for me. And he says, nobody's sorry for you. are not sorry for me. You don't have compassion on me. This guy is an enemy. I want him dead. How come you people are forming leagues with him? I was talking plenty. Assured unto me that my son has stirred up myself against me to lie in wait. As at this day, next verse, then answered Doeg the Edomite, which was set over the servants of Saul and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him and gave him victuals. It was a lie. He gave him victuals and gave him the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech, the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the, the priest that were in Nob. And they came, all of them, to the king. So they all came. 
Hmm? Because of what the work, no excess do. Oh, Ahimelech did this for him. He gave him a sword. He gave him victuals. This. And Saul took a decision. That was the end. He called the priest and questioned them, inquired of them. This is this. And then verse 17. Go to 17. Saul got angry. And the king said unto the footman that stood about him, Turn and slay the priest. Hey! Turn and slay. Do you understand, priest? Priests are anointed of God. The oil of God has touched them. You don't touch. Touch not my anointed. You don't do. You don't touch those people. Turn and slay the priest of the Lord because their hand also is with David. The priest's hand is with David. The guy was so paranoid. And because they knew when he fled and did not show it to me, but the servants of the king would not put forth their hand to fall upon the priest of the Lord. Even the servants of the king were about, they knew that you don't touch priests. So the king gave an instruction. They were all standing there quietly. They were all afraid to touch. This instruction is not given. We don't obey this instruction. They were all quiet. So got angry. What do you people mean? I said, kill the priest. What are you talking about? Because Doeg has said that the priest helped. Meanwhile, it was not true. Next verse. If you are carnally minded, eh, someone will say something. That will form your philosophy in life. A Christian can go to the point of saying that I don't believe in God anymore. Why? Somebody says something on the, on the internet somewhere. Facebook. Some carnal person. Somebody with no wisdom will say something. Say something about marriage. And then you, you have believed it. You won't check with what God has said. Say something about offerings and fights. And seeds. Someone had a, there was a long read, long article on Facebook on how pastors organize meetings to take money from people. Ooh. And Christians was passing comments. What I couldn't say is what you have said. Ah. I have. Yeah. So many people. What I couldn't say is what you have said. Applause for you. Applaud the same one. Yeah. Listen, the fact that someone is doing that does not mean that that is how it is. Maybe a pastor organized a pre- a whatever for that, but that is not how it is. Have you seen a fake, uh, a fake bacteria before? <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me do it well. Have you seen a fake dollar before? Yeah. Have you seen fake CDs before? Why do you have fake cities? Because it's original city. The f- if there is no original, there cannot be a fake. The fact that there's a fake shows you that there's an original. Okay? So you don't depend on what the people are saying about the fake thing. Doesn't mean that the original does not exist. So you form the decision. You're a Christian. But then you, you will not give anything to anybody in the house of God. You not give to the house of God. I prefer giving it to the people on the street. Meanwhile, you never do it. You never do it. You give one city, two cities. I saw a very famous person in this country saying some things about Christianity and all of that. He doesn't believe it's just an organized way of taking money from people. Yeah, very famous person in this country. Yeah, talking plenty. People are passing comments. Christians. Doeg is talking and you are agreeing and making serious decisions. Serious decisions for your life about such things. These tithes is not, it doesn't work. You give it to her and then that's, that thing happens and you are believing them. It's not what God has said. 
God says, give me the tithe. That's what God said. He says, here, men that die receive it. But there, it is witness of him that he ever liveth. Jesus lives. Your fight is a confirmation that Jesus is alive. Wow. wow. And the king said to Doeg, Turn thou and fall upon the priests. Doeg, kill the priests. And Doeg, the Edomite, turned and he fell upon the priests and slew that day four score and five persons that did wear blinding effort. He killed 85 priests of God, anointed priests, 85. Not only the men. Look at what he did. Next verse. And Nob, the city of the priest, smote he with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and sucklings, and oxen and asses and sheep with the edge of the sword. He killed all their ancestors. Only one person survived. He killed all their children. He ended the priesthood of God. That was why when Saul grew later, he couldn't find anybody to inquire of the Lord from. When someone died, he had to go to a witch. A necromancer. For information on what to do. Yeah. Because he had killed all the priests. All the people who were there for he had killed. How did he make this sensitive information? Sensitive, sensitive decision. By a man's word. A non-Christian's word. Carnal mind. See, I refuse to be carnally minded. But look at David. David never moved by what people said. But what God said. First Samuel 24, verse 1. In this particular story, David met. Saul was chasing David. David's life was in the balance. David went into a certain cave. And Saul came into that same cave to come and sleep. And David and his men stood by Saul like this. And his men started talking. David's men started talking. Go down. Four. And the men of David said unto him, Behold, Galabaraba, they prophesied, Behold, the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thy hand, that thou mayest do to them as it shall seem good unto thee. Because David had received prophecies and they were there. So they brought the prophecy up. Ah, this is the day the Lord said. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. David, what are you waiting for? Kill this dude and all this will, will, will finish. Because this guy was chasing them because of Saul. They were all in the forest. They were all in caves. Am I preaching to you or you are, you are sleeping? Yeah. Behold, I will deliver thine enemy to thy hand. That thou mayest do to them as it shall seem good unto thee. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privately. He didn't touch Saul. He didn't touch the Lord's anointed. He was not a fool. He cut his skirt. But he didn't do anything. Look at the next verse. And it came to pass after that David had smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he's the anointed of the Lord. Saul stretched his hand against the anointed of the Lord without thinking twice. Because of what someone was saying. 85 of them, with all their children, killed all of them. Because he was a carnal man minded man when someone talks oh you see. but David knew the word of God he knew the word of God and he was going to function by the word not by what people were saying wow that's why David's throne is forever can you imagine David's throne Jesus will come back and come and sit on David's throne 
David is the only king. He's called David the king. Nobody else is called king. Everybody else is fake. David is the king. Because he was spiritually minded. He will not do what is out, what is not in the word. No matter what people are saying. And when you now are in a one when I then then we'll see what will be your spiritual and one way. Hey, hey, now so dear, so the band now quay. Yeah, be your spiritual. Now, dear, I won't conquer him now. Now, yeah, 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 you go and get pregnant, give birth, and come, and force your hand to bless their marriage. Yeah, do force their hand to bless your marriage. Yes. Carnally minded. I know someone who got married because she was pregnant. I want to marry. I want to marry him. I'm pregnant. I want to marry. Okay, come and let's marry. So we bless it for them. Amen is to me, spiritual santos, marry. And they married. Three months later, the guy was, do you know cheating? Cheating without respect. That's painful for a lady, right? Yeah. You are doing it with impunity. Yeah. He brings the ladies and that's whatever he wants to do. In your house, wherever. Then she called. Pastor, look at what he's doing. I said, be blessed. <laughs> what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I will not waste my stomach fasting for you. Why should I? Why? The Bible says, do not cast your pearls before swine. Yeah. We are swine. Yeah. What am I casting my pearls? My friend, suffer in silence. Suffer in joy. Ha, 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 yeah. Suffer. So Be happy. Wow. wow. Have you seen the difference? Yeah. Yes. David never stretches hand against the Lord's anointed. Yes. That's also another quality. Yeah. That's another quality that I can talk about. He never did. When someone killed the Lord's anointed, he killed that person. He killed the person. But Saul gave instructions for the Lord's anointed to be killed. David killed the one who killed the Lord's anointed. He didn't even kill. The guy said he, he killed. The guy just said that I killed the Lord's anointed. David said, your mouth has, has boo you for. How do you say that in English? Your mouth, your mouth was what? Your mouth, I'm trying to find the English word. Your mouth has condemned you. Uh-huh. Boo you for. Yeah. A boo for. What a, what a shock. Yeah. He killed the guy. Because the guy came to say that I killed Saul. David said, what do you mean? Were you not afraid to stretch forth your hands against the Lord's anointed? This is 2 Samuel chapter 3. Same place. This is 2 Samuel chapter 3. No, 2 Samuel chapter 1. Oh, you can see it. Hmm? Saul had no respect for the anointing. David had respect, great respect for the anointing. That's one of the differences. If you don't have respect for the anointing, you are carnally minded. And all the things that it goes with. Do you see? Some people don't feel that the house of God is anything. I mean, it's nothing. What? It ain't matter. 
It should go away. Verse 7. 24 verse 7. 1 Samuel 24 verse 7. Yes. Yeah. There's one in 1 Samuel 26 as well. There are so many. But this one is in 2 Samuel chapter 1. Verse what? 10. 2 Samuel 1, 10. Verse 9. He said unto me again, Stand, I pray thee, upon me and slay me, for anguish has come upon me because my life is yet holy in me. Go down. David said, Were you not afraid to stretch forth your hand? Then David took hold on his clothes and rent them, likewise of the men with him. Next verse. And they mourned. Next verse. And David said unto the young man that told him, Whence art thou? Where are you come? <laughs> and he, asked, he answered, I am I'm the son of a stranger and a Malachite. He said, oh. And David said unto him, How was thou not afraid to stretch forth thine hand to destroy the lost? How? David could not understand how. How was this that you could do it? I can't understand. How? That you, you killed Saul and you brought me his crown for me to be king? Are you serious? You want me to promote you? You killed the Lord's anointed? Fall on the guy. Look at the next verse. And David called one of the young men and said, go near and fall upon him. <laughs> and he smote him and he died. When they say fall upon him, it means kill him. Just kill the guy. Yeah. Next verse. And David said unto him, Thy blood be upon thy head. This killing, God will not judge me for it. For thy mouth has testified against thee, saying, I have slain the Lord's anointed. You are in trouble. Yeah. But Saul gave instructions. Yeah. So if you are carnally minded, when they are criticizing the house of God, and criticizing men of God, and criticizing anything in respect to God, you jump in with your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. We are in the church, but we all know, we all know what's going on. Fake people, they say this, they do that, they do this, they do that. Even me, someone did something to me some time ago and he did it. I saw the only one that I went in time time time. Hey! Hey! It's like you, you have not done something wrong. One lady told me something. He said, Listen, if a pastor does something, I don't understand. Because we could have all been standing there, but because we are not correct, that's why we are not standing there. You that you are standing there, you are supposed to be correct. Yeah, when the Lord came and he was looking for the correct people and called the correct people, they said they will not go. They gave excuses. God called broken footed people, lame people. We are walking with a lame leg like this, and we are preaching. If you see us and you say, Look at his lame leg, what do you think the Lord will do to you? Slap you. That was how he was called. He's trying to stand straight. Soften any bakwabo. One of his eyes gone. Ah, I didn't soften any about. Your friend, wow, when you When God called you, you didn't come. Now that someone who does not have one eye is doing the thing. What's all this? All these pastors with broken eyes and broken bodies and broken hands, backs, and all of that. They are doing things in the hands of God. We are not seeing. Hey! The Lord will slap you like this. What do you mean? Wow. Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. Yeah. You see Christians lining up. Talking about the church and talking about pastors and talking about priests and talking about this. Ooh. Slandering. Yeah, same things. Hey, he did this and he did that. Ooh. Ooh, Charlie. 
You are not spiritually minded. Yeah. When Joab, Joab knew what David was planning against <laughs> uh, Uriah. He knew everything. He knew what was going on, but he kept quiet. It's David's problem. Let him handle it. Yeah. You, when you come close and you see something, because <laughs> instead of praying for your pastor and praying for yourself because he is always praying for you when you come and come and say your things I did this and I did that, I did that. So come, let's hold hands. Lord, let's forgive him. Oh, Lord. He didn't know. Eh? He didn't know. Lord, forgive him. He will be fine in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you okay? Okay, you can go home. Then you, when you hear that something has happened somewhere. Hey! Do you like what I'm saying? The Lord will fall on you. You'll be surprised. Hallelujah. Defend the house of God. Yeah, defend the house of God. When people are talking about churches, hmm, don't say some. Yeah, don't say some. Even if you know some things, don't say it. Try your possible best. It's one of your major ways of being promoted. Okay? Don't say some things. Yes, don't say that. He has done this. He has done that. Moses had married a black woman. God said, don't marry outside of Israel. He had married outside of Israel, gone for a black woman. Yeah. Midiana, he liked yeah, the African body different from the white. I mean, like he's not seen top. He was he grew up in Egypt, so he knew some things. So he wanted that. He went for a, a, a Midianitish woman who was black, Zipporah. And his brother and his sister, Moses' brother and sister, started talking. What's all this? The Lord says, are you the only one the Lord has spoken through you? My friend, go get out. You have done something wrong. Which the Lord speaks through us. We are prophets and prophetesses. They were criticizing Moses left, right, center. And the Lord showed up. When he showed up, he said, hey. You don't fear, eh? I talked to prophets in shadows and whatever. This man, I talked to him face to face. You are not afraid. If his marriage was bothering me, I would not have used him. It's not a problem for me. What is your problem? Why are you talking about his things like that? You are not sanctifying me before the before the people. You are talking. Eh? The Lord, as the Lord was talking, he was getting angry. He left. When he left, Miriam became whiter than white. Because she was complaining about the blackness of the lady. She became whiter than white. When Aaron saw that Miriam had become white, he knelt down and called Moses, my he called him Lord. My Lord, please. I beg, forgive me. Pray for me. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know the dealings of God with the, with somebody, so don't don't talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some people thought some people's lives were over. If what you don't don't criticize what you don't understand. Try not to. Don't criticize what you don't understand. Hmm? When Archbishop Nick's uh, divorce came. Hey. And you say me and a big man of God and divorce now. You don't know what is happening. You don't know. 
I think some of the things his previous wife has said now, you don't know. He has even written a book. You don't know. They asked her, why do you still have the Duncan Williams name on you? It is I've known some things. I will not have done some things. You don't know. Yeah. But Chris' wife left. Hey! Charlie, rise up and thank God for what he has said to you. It's time, it's time. Let's go home. Have you learned anything? Second Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. I want us to pray and thank God for this. Okay? Now, there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger. See, my spirituality is increasing. Getting stronger and stronger. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My spiritual mindedness is increasing yet more and more. I'm getting more results on every side of my life. My carnal mindedness is getting weaker and weaker and vanishing away from my life. I'm getting more fruits. One of the things that happens as we preach to you is that grace to do what is being said is ministered to you. So as we've been preaching, the grace of God has been released to you. So I want you to lift up your hands and thank God for the grace. Grace to develop in spiritual mindedness. Spiritual mindedness. Spiritual mindedness. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.